we're back after about three weeks off. Uh, we've come back with another episode. Football is coming back, so we thought we'd come back too. Um, a show with Lee, Mem, Dan, um, Mike and Trevor. And obviously myself, Fergus. I hope you enjoy the show. This is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you like what we do, please share it with your Gooner mates. Like and subscribe what we do on Facebook, on YouTube. And remember to keep safe. Up the Arsenal. Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. Uh, we are back after about three weeks of a hiatus, but there wasn't very much to talk about on football. Uh, we're joined by Scunny. How are we, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. <coughs> good. Trev, in the dark? Yeah, sorry, this is the best you'll get off of me tonight. Yeah, I'm all right, thanks, mate. Hello, everyone. All good. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm working in AJ anyway. Mem, Mem, how are we? Back again. All good, Ferg. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks. Yeah, all good, mate. Mr. Judges, uh, who is, anybody who's on video can see that he's um, just finished an audition for something to do with his YouTube channel, but I think it's more an adult channel than a a normal channel. Lee, how are we? Oh, very good. Thank you very much, Fergus. Thanks for having us back on. Thank you. No problem. Patrick Stewart's bondable. (laughs) (laughs) and potsy how are you okay i'm good good to see you boys always a pleasure to be back on guns and the inner ribbons you're looking well ferg as well mate i must admit uh, maybe a little bit of suntan like lee judges over there who's always tanned <laughs> I think it's a bit pressure. Uh, probably excessive amounts of these. <laughs> yeah, mate, I prefer Budweiser to to a, to a uh, suntan as well, mate. Don't worry. No, mate, I can't, I, mate. I am, I am very light, light skinned. Thank you for pointing that out, Scunny. You're all right, mate. It's it's the beard that give it away. I know, I know. Look at it. <laughs> Our, our answer to Ed Sheeran here down in the bottom left. So, <laughs> right, lads, there's, um, there's football coming back. Football is coming back. We have, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, possibly a bit of touch on the Charlton game. Arsenal play Brentford behind closed doors in a friendly as well today. We'll look at a little bit around the German football and the experience that we've had over the last few weeks about German football, if you've watched it and so on. Um And then we'll look at what we're expecting about this game that we have uh, this day next week. Uh, Squad and score predictions, uh, league predictions, and a few other bits and pieces that we're going to talk about as well. So there's a question that I will put to you goal guys as well at the end. Um, And you can think about it now, actually. If Arteta was to sell four players, who would you sell and why? So while... um, while we're talking, just think, think of that. No need um, to think about that one. <laughs> I know who you're going for, Mike. Mustafi. <laughs> That's one. Mustafi. That's one. <laughs> so um, this this break that we've had, does it give us a, a – is it like a preseason for us? Does it, does it give Arteta – because Arteta came in just after Christmas in January, I think it was um, – 
And you could see that, okay, we're unbeaten in 2020. We all joke a little bit about that. Um, but it's still a feat considering the, the shambles we were in beforehand. Obviously, Freddie took over um, 106 seconds on a ginger jerk. Well, that was a special for you, Andy Finn. Um, I'm here all night. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, is, is this like a pre-season that we've had in this in this close period? Do you think he will have had much of an uh, an impact on what they're doing and what you've seen in training? Fred, do you want to go with that one first? Yeah, I don't mind yet. Well, I'm hoping so, Fergus. I'm hoping so because we were seeing a, a bit of an improvement. I, I think most people were happy with Arteta, and he's now had a few weeks to uh, get a bit more of his ways across and see and, 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 and get them working how he wants them working. So, yeah, I'm expecting us to come out of the block flying. I am. Big game to start. Just more than a game of football, isn't it? You know, there's there's lots behind the scenes linked in with this game. So it's a, it's a cracking game to start with. Yeah, I, I and I think he would have spent a lot of time, a lot of time drumming into the players exactly what he expects. And he'll also now have a much better idea of accepting what he wants and who he's, he's going to have to move on if they don't come out of his way of thinking. And he hasn't had to waste games doing it. He'll, he'll have been clever, I hope, and uh, we'll come out flying. Fingers crossed. Dan, your thoughts on it? What do what, what, what you think? I've been impressed with Arteta from day one in terms of what he said on the on the in the press conferences. But I think when you look and hear what he's doing on the training ground now, one thing that stuck in my mind was what he's looking at with some of these youngsters. And I think he knows deep down, and as much as he doesn't want to ruin the confidence of some of the senior players, I have the faith that he knows that they're not good enough. Now I know that he is going to play some of them throughout this season. I know he's going to stick with them because he kind of feels that he has to with the squad or the, the kind of little squad that we got if he did get rid of them. But I think what he's been doing with Sack. Martinelli, Nelson. Looks to me like he's actually getting hold of them boys and seeing what they're about. And one example I can give of that is what he's done with Martinelli. And the kind of rumour I'd heard was he grabbed older Martinelli and he had a chat with him about the Olympiacos game. And he'd said to him at 18 years old, he's grabbed hold of him and said, look, what did you do at that Olympiacos game where we got knocked out? How did it make you feel? And what do you think you can do to improve it? And that to me speaks volumes because you've got the lad there. There's no point of him grabbing hold of Socrates or Luiz or Mustafi and saying that. You know, they're in their late 30s. They're not coachable anymore. But he's getting hold of these youngsters and he's getting a feel for what they feel it needs to play for Arsenal. And with the likes of Saka, Martinelli, Pepe, Nelson, they're all still young boys. They're our future. They're the ones I want to see Arteta work with. I don't want to see him grabbing hold of David Luiz and Mustafi together and seeing how they can play as a pair at the back. We've seen that. It was a disaster. Let's move forward with these youngsters. And that's what I think Arteta's all going to be about. So I've got some faith in the man. I'm going to try and keep positive. Mem, I know we speak uh, more or less on a daily basis. We're good mates, and um, I know you're a, a huge fan. So I'll let you have a, a say on, on what you think it, the impact of this break, more than anything else, will have given Arteta. I think it's hard to say. Um, uh, it's, it's difficult to say what because it's never been done before. It's not like a pre-season in the sense that you've got new players coming in to the club that that does give the place a lift. Having said that, I love what Dan's saying about the guy um, regarding the younger lads, yeah? Um, 100% that's the way forward. Uh, And and I've said to you, Fergus, on countless occasions, I I just think Mikel Arteta gets our club. And 100% certain the way forward is with these young lads. Keeping them and adding to them is naturally going to be the trick moving forward. 
But um, I, I'm, yeah, massively impressed with what he's done so far, the way he carries himself. Uh, I think he's here for the long term. Uh, and I think it's very much a case of his way or, unfortunately, yeah, you need to look for an alternative, fella. Um, really looking forward to the start. Um, I'm hoping and praying that we're going to make the fast start that we all think that the man's about. And if we come away with any sort of result next week, any sort of result, and with a performance, um, yeah, I think that will just set the tone for the remainder of the season. Lee, um, we've got players who are now going to be technically out of contract at the end of this month. Uh, there's David Louise, who's uh, people are talking about. Is he staying? Is he going? Do you where where do you see that sort of things? And with Arteta, does that make it difficult, like doing a, an interseason? I'll call it um, when you've got players who you look at Fraser Ryan, uh, sorry Ryan Fraser, even um, mm. at Bournemouth has refused to um, refuse to play uh, and sign an extended contract for one month. How do you think that impacts? what Arteta will be trying to be doing at this point in time? Well, you know, it's difficult, really difficult to say. It's, it's an unbelievable situation that we're in, what, what's going to happen, you know. But uh, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, it doesn't matter what Arteta does. You know what I mean? I'm going to have to say it's very negative and all that. It doesn't matter what he does. He's working with some absolute trosh at the back, mm. you know what I mean? And that's as simple as that. doesn't matter. Well, you can't work miracles. The bloke cannot work miracles, as simple as that. Three goals conceded against the championship side today. You know, you, you can't be doing that. You're going up to Man City in less than a, or a week's time, you know, and you can't can't defend against championship teams. Even though it's friendlies, you know what I mean? I, I watched the game against Charlton, we won 6-0. We could have been 3-0 down, you know what I mean, if, if, if the uh, Charlton players would have took their chances. You know, we cannot continue to carry on the way we are. And I, I'm I'm with you guys with with Arteta. I think he's he's going to be a good manager, but he's got to get the get get some players in. But more importantly, he's got to get some players out. And how he's going to do that, I don't know. That is the, that is the question. You know, I'm really looking at this. You know, I'm I'm hoping that Mustafi, Shaka, um, Tierney, Bellerin, they all play well in this little um, window, a, a window of opportunity to get rid of the whole lot. You know what I mean, and that is from every single one of them. I don't want no, I don't want any of that back four anywhere near the team next season for me to get any confidence with. That's from Tierney, from Bellerin, Mustafi, Socrates, Louise. You know, it'd be fantastic if David Louise comes out and says he don't want to play for a for a contract now. I, 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 you know, jump on that one and get him out of the club straight away. Like you know, save ourselves some money. You know. Uh, that's how I feel about it, you know. And for the other thing of other players um, deciding to not play like like Fraser as the guy from Charlton, isn't there? Like, you know, you can't blame yeah. them. You know, what 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 happens if they get a, a, an injury? Um, you know, like a cruciate ligament or something. Who's gonna Who's gonna pay them? You know, they've got to think of themselves now. Uh, I, I haven't got no problem them deciding to go. One, the club should have sorted their contracts out so they shouldn't be left in this position. You know, and, and barring Aaron Ramsey, he's the only one that I know um, that, that's that gone into the last year of their contract that's done really, really well. And that's not just Arsenal players. That's that's the whole, on the whole board. So, 
one one player um, that I, I'm thinking um, that's done that. So I think it's a tough, tough call for uh, for for managers to get players going on that light, you know. So that's how I see it anyway, like you know. <clears throat> Mike, um, there was touched on about today about Brentford. We lost three two to Brentford in uh, preseason, uh, behind closed doors, friendly. Um, we were actually one nil up um, until Shaka went off the pitch. I know you're a big fan of um, <laughs> Shaka. Um, is is it, it is he a pivotal? player in this Arteta side? No. Is he a pivotal <laughs> player anyway? No. The guy is a joke. <laughs> I've said it many a times, he's a joke. You know, it's uh, he shouldn't have even be, he shouldn't even be wearing an Arsenal shirt after his little flap. You know, with the, when he lost when he lost the captain's armband, so he shouldn't even be in an Arsenal shirt in my my opinion. Uh and he's going to be well, apart from Mustafa, he he's going he would be the one that He's another one that I would uh, get rid of. It's just because of a simple fact. He is, he is he's venomous to the club with his attitude and everything that comes with him. It's just venomous. And is what is what he does behind the closed doors that we don't see as fans, surely, you know, it can't be any good for the club in the background. So I just don't understand why he's even sillier. Even after, mm. we could have should have just got rid of him last summer. Or even in the winter break. Yeah, to be honest, to be honest, I think they desperately tried to, but he wanted to go to Hertha Berlin, uh, but we couldn't agree a fee. Um, but he has improved. Take a loss. You've got to understand these players aren't going to go for what we pay for them. You know, we've overpaid for these players, so we've got to understand that we've got to take a loss on these players because they're not playing well. Who's going to pay thirty-five million for Xhaka? Who's going to pay thirty-five million for Mustafi? No one. No one in their right mind is going to do that. But even, even if they're going to get close to that, Mike, uh, the, the issue you've got is um, wages. The wages they're getting at Arsenal are fantastic, and the wages they're going to get elsewhere are not going to be. This as is good. why they're Leap stuck. Well, yeah, this you is why they're stuck at this club. Yeah, you need to factor in the the change of the economic change of the climate as well for uh, lads regarding transfers and contracts as well. So in terms of what money we get in for them, yeah, it's going to be less. But they need to be out the club. <laughs> yeah, they just need to be gone. These players are on unbelievable wages for their ability and their talent. You look at somebody like Kalasanak, who is on 125 oh. grand a week. Oh. Chaka's on over 100. Mustafi's on 90. El Nenny, we can't get rid of the dude. We can't get rid of mm. the dude. We can't get rid of Mikatarian still. He's on 180 grand a week. Mm. Nobody is going to pay that for these bang average players. I spoke to my friend yesterday and said uh, West Ham were fighting for relegation. Look at these players we're trying to sell. How many of them would West Ham want? Kalasanak? No, they've got Cresswell. Mustafi? No, they've got Diop. Elneny? No, they've got Noble. Chaka? No, they've got Rice. And uh, Ozil? No, they've got Felipe Anderson. So we can't even sell them to West Ham or 18th. How are we going to get rid of these players? We're stuck with them, boys, till 2021. Trust me, I cannot wait until 2021 where we say bye to these absolute clowns. And we'll come up to the ones we want to get rid of at the end, Ferg, but had to get that in there, man. <laughs> no, no, we're trying to get a little, a, a little bit more positive. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Lee, cheer to that. You know, set the tone. Uh, uh, trying to get a little bit more positive. Um, Tierney got a run out, and I know in the comments there's a lot of people saying you're very harsh on Tierney, Lee. Um, but uh, one we you haven't seen the boy play. We haven't really seen the guy play yet. Oh, he's going to be very. 
He's very, very good at Celtic. He was in the past. Um, I know that Andy is saying that he's uh, injury too injury prone. Is that the reason why you were as harsh on him, Lee? No, no, I'm not. I'm not listen, uh, Memes is right. Tierney's not played that that much. But my 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 philosophy is that he's he's diseased by the bad defending of around him. Like so, you've got to get rid. You, you know what I mean? Like that, that's how I feel. We've got to get out the whole lot. It's just they're they're, they're not. He would have been influenced by some of these players. He's touched them. He's, he's, you know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, Cheney, leave him out of it because he's, you know, he has been injured. But it's either, it's either, look, listen, this is, he is a perfect profile of Arsenal Football Club and, and the way we've gone lately. They're, they buy crap defenders or defenders that can't stay fit. He, he falls into that category at this moment in time of, of not staying fit. You know what I mean? G give it time and he'll fall into the other category of, of playing playing and being a bad defender. You know what I mean? Like I, I What I've seen of him, he hasn't done too bad. I'm going to be really honest with you. He hasn't lit up trees or whatever, pull up trees, whatever they say. Like I don't think he's been like... Uh, uh, been as outstanding as what I thought he was going to be, but I'm going. To, I'm prepared to give him a chance. Yeah. But I've seen yeah, of the rest. I've seen Bellerin. I've seen too much of him. Make it like you know. What I mean, I've seen Mustafi. You know, what I mean, today I understand that Tierney played today against against um, uh, Brentford. You know, what I mean, and conceded three goals. You know, I'm not saying that's all down to him, but like, you know, I want to see defenders. I want to see proper proper defenders playing for our football club. And at the moment. Um, let's hope that he is. But so I, I'll take it, take it back a little bit about him. But he's one that we can get good money for as well, you know. And so I, I, I'm just at the thing there of rip it up and start again. It was a good song that was, by the yeah. way. What I say? <laughs> now I'm going to say, in fairness to Tierney, he did he did come to us off the back of an operation, an uh, injury. So yes, really. Well, no, he, uh, no, he wasn't down to an injury. It's down to an operation that he had himself, wasn't it? It wasn't actual an injury. Yeah, he came in when he worked. And then, he got that and then he got uh, and then he and then he got that shoulder injury, didn't he? Which was, yeah. in fairness, was a bad injury. So, you know, we haven't really. I can't. I, I aren't going to slate him at the minute because he hadn't really played. And obviously, I've pulled my shoulder similar to how he did it, and it it hurts. So uh, I know how he felt on there, and it must, you know. So you, I, you can't really. But then again, Brentford. He's better than the. He's better than the left hand. He's better than the, I think. I think better than the left hand, uh, yeah, better than the left hand uh, throwing taker we've got from Bosnia. He's much better than him. Okay. Better that way. Is yeah. he better than Saka that's been playing here? Everybody's saying they're going to leave out Saka um, when for him. You know, what I mean, where are you going to play Saka? Saka's got to play in his team some, somewhere along the line. What you do with, with Tierney is you play Tierney in left back and you play Saka up front of him and that allows you to push um, Aubameyang into the centre a bit more. So that, that's that's where I would do rather than playing uh, Aubameyang on, on, on any of the wings. Listen, try to get a positive, Lee. Um, yeah. The 6-0 uh, the, the win against Charlton in the week. Yes, it's Charlton, the league, whatever they are. Um, they missed out on... Um, they missed out on, uh, you know, a few chances. But Eddie had a hat-trick. Should Eddie be playing? Trev, can you come in on this one? Should Eddie be uh, starting ahead of Lacazette? Well, I'm just waiting for my missus to come back. I've just shouted for her to get me a couple of Valium because these boys have just about done yeah. me. Oh, I need to manage the presents. <laughs> <laughs> but... 
<laughs> Look, we all know uh, what we've got, right? We all know what we've got. Hmm. And and we all know that, that, that they're not in the best position. But I don't, I don't blame the players. I blame the people that brought them into the club. But we, we've, we've got to move on and look a bit brighter. What was the question, Fergus? I've woke up now. <laughs> uh, Eddie, should it be... Eddie's got a hat-trick against Charlton. Yes, it's Charlton and so on. But he's also... I believe yeah. he was involved in, in, in a goal today. I don't know if he's actually scored. Um, but uh, should he be getting a start over Lacazette? Well, he, before the lockdown, he was getting a start, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he came in for a game or two. And uh, Eddie yeah. seems, be, be, the last I saw of him, just before we, we, we the season ended prematurely, he looked to have got a, turned, he'd gone from boy to man, I think, from a physical appearance. It looked like he was carrying a lot more shoulder on him. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's got to be about a club. It's, it's a nice position to be in with Alba, Lacazette and, uh, and Eddie and... Uh, I'm not going to say he should start in front of Lacazette. I'm not going to say he should start in front of, of Alba, but he'll be there or thereabouts. He'll be getting, let's put it this way. If he don't get a lot of game time, I'll be surprised. As as for the Tierney thing, I, I, you know, I can't I can't see how we can judge Tierney, but I think Tierney's got to come in and Saka's got to go up the, up the field a bit. You've got to get Saka into the side. I, I, I watched yeah. a game. I watched the game. I watched the playback of a game the other night uh, when we beat Everton. Was it four three or whatever? Uh, Ibury early uh, at Ibury at the Emirates earlier in the season, and Saka was playing at the back end, and and he was found out a lot. So let's move him up the field and let's get a proper left back in. Don't don't under any circumstances drop him and see where we go. But as for Eddie, yeah, he'll get more game time. He ain't going to start every game, but he'll get more game time undoubtedly. And if he scores goals, then he'll be in the side, won't he? Mm. Football, uh, it's back, but it's behind closed doors. We've seen it in Germany. Um, what What's people's thoughts of football behind closed doors? Are you happy, first of all, that football... Uh, Andy's asked a question about liking Trev's North Bank T-shirt. Well, if you listen to Gav from She Wore... He was on, on Aguna Daguna with me uh, a couple of weeks back. If you go on to shewar.com, Gav is knocking these out like, I don't know. He's I, I, I popped around and collected uh, a couple off him the other day, and he's just mobbed. He's surrounded in just T-shirts. Um, but do, do, do we like, are we happy that football is back? Dan, I know you've been very vocal on our WhatsApp group before a decision was even made. Um, are you now happy? That football is back. I'm happy they've made a decision because we can all get on with it now. What I wasn't happy about was, are they going to bring it back? Are they not? Are they going to cancel it? Are they not? Um, I personally have tapped out for the rest of this season. For me, it's all the pre-season now. I know people are saying it's important that we try and get fourth, but if you think we're going to get fourth, then I think you're dreaming. But Lee told me I was too negative when I said that on Monday night. So we're going to get fourth and win the cup, apparently. Um, So, uh, yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, But listen, football is back and I'm glad it's back because we can actually watch it. But when it comes to the Germany thing, I personally was was not a fan of that. Um, I, I listened to the game the for a few minutes and then didn't actually know. You know, I personally wouldn't watch an England under nineteen friendly um, without fans, so I didn't see the point of tuning into that one. Um, I watch Arsenal. I'm not too sure. I watch many of the other games. I watch Arsenal for ninety minutes and we'll go from there. Uh, but. Football without fans is not football for me, and I stand by that. And when I can go back to the Emirates or away games, I'll be a happy man. Until then, um, it's pre-season for me. Mm. 
Anybody any different about yeah, well said, uh, Dan. Well said, Sam. Anybody any different you've, about that? You're going to get two different opinions here, right? I'm with Dan. I'm with Dan all the way. You're going to get the views of people that go to watch the football every week, and you're going to get the the, the people, the views of the people that watch it on the telly most of the time are going to be different because the yeah. people that watch it on the telly most of the time, their fix is back. Their fix is back next week. They're, they're back on the telly. Me, I like going to watch a game of football, and I'm much like Dan. I'll watch the Arsenal on the telly. I won't watch any other football. It ain't the same for me without the fans. The football is about the fans. I like going games, you know, and it's not the same. So, yeah, I'm with Dan all the way there. But as I say, there are people that watch it on the telly all the time. With the greatest respect, they don't go to the game. So it's going to be no different. They've, they've got their games back, haven't they? The football's back. Watching it on the telly, I watched some of the German football on the telly, the early stuff, and it's like watching football in the swimming pool, just the noise and the aesthetics of it. Um, and it makes it very a difficult watch. It's just like... Hmm. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. That's great. Well, our first game's at the empty ad, so can it... You know, even if you're an away fan, it's still empty. Um, good. I don't know if anybody watched the Bayern, Bayern Munich versus whoever it was last weekend. Uh, they plumbed in, um, I pumped in some crowd noise so you could hear the chants. They also done like a, a mural, sort of, like a bit like the North Bank mural on the uh, seats opposite the camera. Um, and it made the experience of watching football, although still fake, a, a, a bit better. I switched from BT1 to BT2. BT2 had just like the, the echoey noise and BT1 had the, the crowd noise. Did any of you guys watch it or am I wasting my time? Is that, is that a little bit like the mural behind the North back, back in the day? <laughs> yeah, similar. Similar. <laughs> Did any, any of you guys watch it? I listened it? to it. I, I was eating my dinner and I listened to the Dortmund game and I thought, oh, it sounds like a game of football's going on. But when you look up and you see the goalkeeper yeah. going, walking to the ball, but the, the crowd are going mental, you're thinking, this this is a bit strange. But um, <laughs> maybe it's going to... Yeah, I, I did. I looked isn't... up and I thought, oh, someone's nearly had a chance there. And it weren't. It was the yeah. keeper getting the ball back because it's gone wide. And I'm thinking, what's yeah. happening here? It's just a bit odd. But I can see what they're trying to do. I can. But it just it's not for me. It's not for me. I think it changes oh, everything. Um, it won't be the same game without the fans. You don't get the 12th man element. Um, they don't. Without the fans, they bring the noise, the atmosphere, the excitement, the anxiety, all of it. And you can, you can hear a like, the players having a go at each other, the coaches, the linesmen, the ref. Yeah, it changes everything. It, the thing is, for me, is that, you know, the German football never interested me before. So it's not going to interest me now. <laughs> Brilliant. I knew you'd say that. You said that to me. I knew you'd going to say this. <laughs> no, it's just I knew you were going to say it, mate. You said it to me the other day. I was waiting for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't no. care about it. <laughs> Well, I don't, you know what I mean? But I'm going to care about um, the games that, that are played in England. I, I, I cared about them before and I care about them now. You know, well, I want to, I will tune in and hopefully see Manchester United beat Spurs. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie, you know. I'm in, One thing I am interested, um, I don't know how you guys feel about that, is what's going to happen when when we come out? Are they going to play the music that we normally have for the, for, from you know, because that's sort of there to, to get pump the fans mm. up, isn't it? You know, like the, the Liverpool song, you know, play the, play the videos on play the video on the screen that we yeah, always play before kick off. Yeah, they're gonna walk out and it's just gonna be quiet. They're, they're, the, they're the interesting things, Fergus. These things, mm. like, 
Mm. Yeah, it will be, it will be interesting. I, 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 I would have thought they will still do the pre-match ritual that you would have expected. Like as you say, the London's calling, and you know, yeah. the 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 don't don't don't, and getting the crowd out of the bar, basically, isn't it? Generally, Lee. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> It's, it's, are they going to play those things? You know, it'd be interesting, like, you know. Yeah. Get them out of the bar so, with half pints. <laughs> yeah, half pints. They only serve half pints in corporate, so they don't do pints. <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. <laughs> uh, cardboard cutouts, no. I'm not interested. <laughs> do one. So, let's get on to the, the, the main topic, which is the Man City game itself. So, Man City... Um, the, have they missed Arteta? Because their form hasn't been great since Arteta left and joined as our head coach. Is Pep struggling with uh, the team? What influence did Arteta have over that team? And do you think he will have almost like an inside knowledge to um, to help him, you know, possibly combat what Pep is going to do. He knows all his tactics. He knows, he knows all, all their um, their tactics. There is no home advantage anymore because of this 12th man that we talked about. Um, Mike, do you want to have a comment on that? What do, you, what do you reckon about Arteta and Pep? He's clicking buttons. I was clicking buttons. I missed half that question. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you come in with that one then. I, I, what, don't, do think think? They've, I don't think they've missed him. They, they've got quality from top to bottom. I mean, everywhere you're looking at throughout their club, yeah. Um, yeah, they're kind of like, they are kind of like what we were sort of 10, maybe 15 years ago. But um, I don't think they've been at it since minute one this season. It's, I think it's difficult as a club when you've won it one year and won all those trophies last year and the year before to just keep on going and sustaining it year on, year out and having things go your way because by rights, Liverpool could and should have, maybe should have won it last season, yeah? Um, I don't think they've missed him, mate. I, I think Guardiola is, yeah, amongst the very top of coaches. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the game because for all the elements that you mentioned, no fans, I don't think they've really got much to play for outside of the Champions League and who knows what's going on with that. We, on the other hand, I think we've got a... a, a, a <laughs> I think we've got a really hungry manager and I'm hoping that we're going to see some form of a performance uh, next week, you know? Hmm. Hmm. Trev, thoughts? Oh, got to disagree with Mem. 100% disagree with Mem. Hmm. Man City have fallen apart without without Arteta while, while there's been a shutdown. Pep's lost the dressing room. Everybody wants to leave City, right? They're not going to play for him. Arteta was the bones behind the setup, and we're going to win 4 0 next Wednesday. <laughs> Take my word. Love Trev. Love Trev. <laughs> I, I think the enthusiasm just radiates, doesn't it? You know, it's really. <laughs> I think you've got. Look, you boys, I've got to put some positivity into this somewhere tonight, boys. I've just said I'm looking forward to it. I've just said I'm looking forward to it. We're going to get at least a point and we're going to come away smiling. Jack is going to be man of the match and <laughs> Mustafi's going to play his nuts off and we're going to win. Or You know, look on the bright side. All their Man City players will be leaving now. They've got nothing to play for. So I'll see yeah, Mrs. We'll be, we'll be I'll see she's got it too. Yeah, 
I honestly think that. Love you, the, Trev, man. Love, love your attitude, mate. Love it. I think that Go on, I'll Luke. Tell you, <laughs> from, from I, I, I do. I agree that I don't think their results have been quite as good. Sometimes behind the scenes, you know, like mm. which you don't understand. Like training is very, you know, he's got. We've got to enjoy your training, enjoy with, with what you're doing. And and if he was taking sessions as well, and way what been bouncing off each other, maybe that little connection is not there now. He's bouncing off the new coach. So I do believe that. And also a good point. Um, I've just thought of is that they're, they're in, they've got this um, uh, appeal going on at the moment, like you know, if that goes against them, it wouldn't be a bad time to be playing them, would it? You know what I mean? Like, because if they do say, like, yeah, they've got like a two year ban, the players would be a little bit disappointed. A few of them would be, instead of like going uh, concentrating on team talks, they'd be going to their agents saying, Get me out of here, I need Champions League football. Well, the, 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 the season's on that, I've got after the season's over. Uh, the the, the um, the court of arbitration will have heard uh, their defence by that and their appeal by that stage, but they, it'll be some months before the season starts next season. Really? Uh, well, yeah, it's going to be. Forget I said that. <laughs> I thought they've listened to it today, and it's all finished now, isn't it? That's what I heard. Yeah, the 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 the, 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 the listening to their appeal has has would was meant to take two or three days which is as you say was is past but then they'll go away and they'll deliberate i'm sure it'll make a decision before then but nothing will be announced until the season is over so if they really want to fix man city back into the uh champions league or they want to get a team into the champions league i'm sure they'll fiddle it somewhere or another not that uefa are corrupt at all um the uh my thoughts were my thoughts were pep stays for three three or four seasons he, his main target, yeah, he's won the league a few times. His main target was to win the Champions League last year, and he didn't win the Champions League last year. And you could see, uh, one of you guys said they, they weren't even at it from the get-go. Um, you could see that the focus was, yeah, if we get the league, fine, that's great. But uh, the, the main focus has been the Champions League this season. Dan, any thoughts? Yeah, I think you're right. They were going to go for that Champions League. And do you know what? I fancied them for it now that Liverpool were knocked out. I think that they were going to beat Real Madrid. They were looking in a very healthy position to go through against them. And I think they were all going to put all their eggs in one basket. But now we don't know what's happening with that. They're going to concentrate on trying to win games. Listen, everyone talks about Arteta being up for this game. Pep Guardiola is going to be up for it as well. He is not going to want to lose against Mikel Arteta. Let me tell you that. Pep Guardiola is not going to be interested in trying to um, allow Mikel Arteta to beat him for the first time. So... I think for me personally, it's going to definitely be uh, a football lottery for all the games when they come back. We really don't know. Form goes out the window completely, doesn't it? You know, Man City and Arsenal have had um, very different seasons, but probably for Manchester City, they've probably had quite a disappointing season in the league as well for their kind of calibre. So I think both of us will probably want to be trying to get to winning ways as quickly as possible. I think it's going to be interesting to see how we both set up and line up. I think that but it'll be quite hard for Pep Guardiola to see where Arteta's going to go, but it'll be easier for Arteta to see where Pep Guardiola's going to go because he knows everything about the club. So we've definitely got an advantage in that respect. Um, I'm with Lee. I don't think our defence is strong enough, so expect some goals to go against us. But I'm hoping that we can uh, get some goals for us as well. And um, I'm confident with one thing about Arsenal, our forward line, uh, if you line all of our players up, we've got some great attacking players going forward in the youngsters like Saka and Martinelli or Bamiang, Lacazette scoring two in two games um, today and the other day against Charlton. Um, and obviously, if we can get Pepe um, 
shining, then uh, let's hope mm. we're going to be okay going forward. We haven't won uh, away uh, to Man City, um, excluding the FA Cup in the league, since um, January 2015. So it's over five years since we beat them, and that was when uh, we beat them 2-0. Santi Gazzola scored and Giroud scored. Mm. Uh, and the last time we actually beat them was December we uh 2015 um and that was in in the in the league that was at, at the emirates obviously we beat them in the semi-final of the fa cup we went on to beat uh chelsea in the fa cup and had the most amazing day ever when i went to wembley thinking we come home with nothing and we came home with the cup um do you think we'll come out of the blocks quickly uh mike do you, do you think we should come out of the blocks quickly or do you think we should sit back and ab- absorb what City can chuck at us and see if we can nick something on the break. Oh, no, I think it's going to be really stale, to be honest with you, with it being, what, the first first out of two games being played. I don't, I don't think it's going to be all guns blazing at all. Okay. Uh, for either team, I think it's going to be quite uh, probably cautious uh, for both ta- for, for both teams. Uh, if they do come out all, bla- all guns blazing, I think, yeah, we should definitely, because we've got nothing at the back, as we've all said. <laughs> So we need to get a couple of goals in straight away because their back line isn't exactly brilliant as well yeah. as ours. Um, I think the only thing they've got going for him is, I don't know if Laporte is, I don't know if he's injury-free now or is he still, no one knows. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's back, I think we... we he is fit. He is fit, yeah. yeah he well, is fit. There you go then. He's, he was their rock and they are they have missed him at the start of the season. Yes, they did. Um, and that, that's I, when that I think people also... Like we were saying about um, Man City earlier with um, with Pepper Man City, you got to think a, a lot of their squad is actually aging. You know, they're they're what we were at that point in time. You know, uh, moving towards the Emirates and everything else, and we had aging players at the time. So we was bringing in youth. You see, this is at the point where they are now. If you look at the, some of their key players, a lot of them are aging. Like David Silva, he's probably got what one season left in him. Aguero's not got too long left in him and then mm. you've got uh, people like Fernandinho it's uh, a lot of their key players are, are getting to the point where they're getting to the point you know I mean they'll, they'll probably want to slow down a bit uh, so it's it's going to be a tough game I, I think regardless it's either going to be tough or boring Um, and what side do you reckon we should put out would we go 4-3 our strongest like, side playing <laughs> check us a bone <laughs> you, but Fergus, that's an interesting point you made there. Firstly, I just want to take ten seconds, right, about the clip you just put the the comment you just put up about. Uh, let's hope we don't have to show Trev this clip at the end of the season. Show it to me. I say it with tongue in cheek, but I'm positive about the Arsenal. You boys all know me. I know we've got no. I know we've got a. Uh, we, we've got a load of dross over You're most areas of the park. But I'm positive. And that's the way love, love Trev's positivity. Let's hope we don't have to show him this clip at the end of the season if we don't yeah. come out of lockdown, all cannons blazing. There we right. go, Trev. You feel, carry on. Well, feel free to show it to me. But listen, the, the, what you just said about picking a side up front is interesting because if he moves Saka up the field, right, that means he's got Saka, Martinelli, Pepe, Laka. Alba and Ketia. How do we fit them all in? Or who misses out, boys? It's a massive, massive task he's got on his hands. What mm. happens? 
Because I think he needs to move Saka up the field and I think he can't not play Saka. But he was playing Martinelli on the left. He was playing really, really well. You know? So how does everyone fit in or who misses out? I don't think you can I don't think you can drop Saka. I love Martinelli. I Agreed. really do. I think Martinelli's been absolutely brilliant. But Martinelli was playing well in and out of the side. Saka's been playing well in it. So you can't drop Saka, in my opinion. If you want to play Tierney left back, go for it. But Saka needs to be pushed up that field on the left-hand side. And then uh, Arteta's got to decide whether he wants to play Laka through the middle or Aubameyang through the middle. Now, it has to be Aubameyang for me, 100%, which means on the right, you either go with Nelson, Pepe or Martinelli. But Martinelli on the right... A lot of people aren't too keen on him. They like him on the left-hand side. But that's a really good decision for Arteta to have to make. To have that competition, we haven't even mentioned Nketiah. Um, so he's definitely got some some players there that um, he can work with. I think what, like Lee said really early on, I think what worries me is I've given up with that defence. So the only thing I can get excited about watching Arsenal is what we're going to do going forward. And we have got some, some options there. I think our best front three is probably Aubameyang through the middle with uh, Saka on the left and Martinelli on the right. I think that's what I'd go with because you've got exciting talent either side of an elite striker <laughs> who scores 30 is goals. Not, is that not saying to Lacazette, see you, you're out of here? Because potentially. Lacazette. Potentially. Potentially it is. Yeah, and there's a lot of rumours about Lacazette being mentioned in a swap deal with Party. If that's the case, let's do it. Party's the player we need, Lacazette isn't. So that's what we've got to make. Those decisions have got to be made. But I think if you were to say to me, who, what three do you want? I think Arteta's going to personally go with Pepe on the right, Aubameyang on the left and Lacazette through the centre. That's what I think he'll do. I wouldn't do that. But I think that's the one he's going to go for. But I would have Saka on the left all day long because of how good he's been. Mm. Um. <laughs> Lee, Mem, how would you how would you line up against these? And uh, I suppose the most important area for us up front, we know we we we've got strong firepower. Um, defensively, we know we've got our weaknesses. Man City have got their weaknesses. If they got Laporte, they are a lot stronger. It's the midfield. What midfield would you two go with? Lee, you go first. Uh, <clears throat> I'll probably go with um, uh, uh, again. Yeah. Uh, you know, a bit of a struggle. But Shaka, Torreira, and Sabias, I will go for for this game. Um, if would not, you not, would you not? Would you not look at Willock and make the Niles? Um, no, you've got to have a little bit of experience in there. A couple of defensive players in there. He won't go that way. I think Arteta will go with uh, Sabias, Shaka, and. Um, Mesut Ozil, that's what I think that he would go with. But yep. if it was me, I, I, I'd like to think that he would uh, shore it up a little bit um, with Shaka and Torreira. Listen, I, whoever he puts in there wouldn't bother me. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 Again, like the defence, this midfield needs needs um, mm. an overhaul come, come the summer. We need to bring in new players. None of them are any good. None of them are good enough to do the job. And all of those midfield players, unlike Tierney, they've all been tried and tested and had their chance, as far as I'm concerned. There's not one there that I wouldn't think there. Willock, I think, is one for the future. I, I do do really like what I see in Willock. But he's, he's, Willock's one at the moment, and where do you play him? You know what I mean? Where where do you play him? And who are you going to leave he, out, he, you know? But, I but he, he's that sort of role, isn't he? That's That's the sort of area he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what I'm going to say? I, I, I won't be surprised. You know, let's just take a game. Let's play. Let's play. Um, 
this is what I would play. My midfield would be Shaka uh, Sabias. Uh, maybe not in this game because we're away from home, and then play Saka in that little hole. That's what I would like to see. Like, you know what I mean? Like someone, some, something that, that he could do. You know, like I think he's got the potential to to really run games. Um, I think he's a real, real talent. I think you've got to fit him in the seam somewhere. That's why I think that you know when you look at him <coughs> on the left position, he's done well there with, with the combination with him and Martinez. That's been our best sort of source, really. You know, two young kids down the left hand side. When you look at the right side, where you've got a seventy-two million pound player, the more productions come from the two teenagers. You know that, that's yeah. not digging out their pay. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like you know, that's a, that's a compliment to the two youngsters. You know, so I, I, I think Arteta's got a real difficult job trying to get in Saka into this side, and 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 when you think about it, really, he should walk in the side over other players, but it's, it's getting combinations and getting the right balance, and this is why he's going to. Uh, Going to have to make some real tough decisions. I think that's what's Man, so hard mid- about the balance of our midfield, isn't it? The balance of our midfield is is just so unbalanced; it's unreal. And yeah, I think shocking, that, shocking. You know, it is shocking. And for me, you need athleticism, and Chaka and Özil do not provide that at all. So, if you were no. to ask me what to do, I'd have Torreira for his tenacity and his little bite that he has in midfield. He's the only defensive midfielder we've got. And then alongside him, I'd have um, Matteo Guendouzi for his passion and his drive, and I'd have Danny Ceballos for his technique and his energy. That's what I'd do. I wouldn't have Chaka over Guendouzi. No way. No way. I, I don't think. Me. I don't think. Um, I don't think he'll change it up a great deal um, because they were doing fairly okay before the break. Um, I think our best front three was Obama Yang on the left. The man was. He, he went up a level or two in that position. Made captain. I don't think he'll move him off of that off of that position at the moment because he definitely, you know, he did go up levels. Uh, he will play Saka. I think he will play him at left back. Uh, our, our midfield, I'm with Dan on this one. Uh, I, I, I can't stand Granite Xhaka. I can't tell you how I feel about him on air. Fergus knows. I can't Good tell man. you how I feel about him. There's a few other names, but we're going to get to them four, maybe more at the end. Um, but, Torreira, I'm, I'm, yeah, Torreira for his tenacity because he's the only half defensive. He he just lacks the physicality, yeah, but he re- he actually sniffs it, sniffs out danger, and he reads it quite well, the man, yeah, and he gets about Guendouzi for exactly what you said, and and I'd, he'll go with Özil because he's he's probably well, he is the most talented playmaker we've got, and he will go with him. <laughs> I'd go with Sabayos. I'd go with him. <laughs> he is, unfortunately, Mike. Yeah, he's stupidly talented, but he's a lazy. Again, I can't share with you on air um, how he makes me feel, and it's not good. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd, Trev, I'd share, but Trev, Trev. it's what let me. We'll chat Trev. after. But um, Trev, Trev um, that's what I think he'll go with. What do you do you think about? Probably the midfield again. I think that's the key to where the battle is is going to be won. Um, Maitland Niles in this interseason, uh, who was out on a limb and been sold a few weeks ago, according to some of the tabloids, as um, he's performed quite well uh, in in some of the uh, friendlies and in training. Would he get a look in, in your view? No. Not not yet. Not not at a moment. <laughs> Maitland Niles has been mucked around too much by Arsenal. Really, really. And and I you know, 
What? He's on point. No, 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 no. carry on. <laughs> Maitland Niles has been mucked around a bit by Arsenal with the changes of position. I think it's set him back. I honestly think it's set the lad back and he wouldn't get in my side at the moment. What Lee Judge said, I ain't agreeing with him, but I agree with Lee completely. The most exciting thing about watching Arsenal last season was watching the development down the left when Saka mm. and Martinelli played in the same side. It was special, boys. It was special. They re Two youngsters were really starting to gel. And, and I'm excited about that happening again. My midfield, Arsenal won't change until Ozil goes. Arsenal won't be a massively changed side until Ozil goes or, or he's not getting in the side. Uh, I, 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 I don't like speaking. You know me, I don't like running people down, but I don't want Ozil at Arsenal Football Club. I want him gone. And I want to, I want him gone for one reason. I want to see a new era start, right? I want to see, I want to see that, that, that the weight of people keep mentioning this 300 grand a week. I want to see the weight of that gone from the club. And I want to see this bright light shine and, <laughs> and, and see, you never know. Urgil going might, might, might make other players that, are, that we're not complimentary about at the moment play better. Who knows? But that's that's for me. Urgil goes. My starting midfield against City would be Torreira because I think uh, can't can't argue with a word the boys have said. Tenacity, and he's a skillful lad as well. You know, you know, and and he's a defensive lad. Um, I like Gwen Doozy. I liked I liked the, the player Gwen Doozy was developing into because he didn't seem to be diving on the floor quite as much as, as he was earlier in the season. So I liked Gwen Doozy. And I, 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 I'm not keen on him, but I can't see any other option from Xhaka, really. We haven't got any other options, you know? So, yeah, yeah that'll do for me. But Saka and Martinelli is the most exciting thing at our football club. I'm telling you, boys. Reese Nielsen. Reels Nelson as well, okay? Um I, 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 nah, nah, don't nod your head, Mike. I'm telling you, the boy has got talent, yeah? But he seems to be playing with the handbrake on. I just want him to get the ball and go at the very first man that he sees in front of him. The boy has got talent to burn. Right, score predictions. Not who's not who's going to go for it? Oh, I'll put my team out then. It's all right. No, 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 put your team out then. Oh, I was going to say something completely oh, different. Completely different. Go on, man. Go on, no, you see, my midfield would be Torreya. I'd have Ceballos next to him in the 4-2-3-1. I'd have, I'd have Ceballos next to him, and I'd probably either put Martinelli in that hole. That guy, Martin Martinelli, I think, would be really skillful in that number 10 spot, and I yeah. don't think many people would keep up with him with him being there because we know that's going to the, the formation that it's going to be in is a 4-2-3-1. Uh, so that, that would be my three midfield, and I think that would work really well. Get rid of Xhaka is an issue. Uh, Ozil, get rid of him is another issue there you go we've solved it done but we know what's going to happen we're going to have Xhaka and Torreira in the middle at the back uh, back of the midfield and Ozil in front of him it's always going to be the same and the front three is going to be Pepe Lacazette and Aubameyang that's what they'll do score yeah. prediction score prediction ah, sorry lads yeah. I, think, I think we're going to lose I think it's going to be a 3-1 loss Shame on you. <laughs> they have 10-0 for the Arsenal. See, someone else who <laughs> agrees with me, look. No. Two uh, crap defences. Two crap defences, but two decent forward lines. I'm going to go two all. Two all. Two all. To the really? Arsenal. I agree. <laughs> uh, Manchester City two. 
Arsenal, nil. Potsy. Eden Swine, you. I am, I am going to go Manchester City, two, Arsenal, one. Man. Right, I'm going. I'm, I'm with Trev. <laughs> I'm with Trev. I'm with Trev. I think we're good enough to right. go up there and put... I think we're good enough to go up there and put two, three past them. So they can watch out next Wednesday night, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, no, listen, listen, we will oh, concede. We will concede. But we will score on Wednesday night at least a couple of goals. Let's hope so, man. So I'm going for a Desmond as well. So I'm going for a 2 2. <laughs> so, yeah. I love your optimism. Right. Basically, basically you've all gone for a you know, we can't really say a loss. That's what you've just done there, yeah. Mike. Guys. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> didn't want to say a win, did they? No, Lee, Lee genuinely, yeah. I think, Lee, because... You're with me, Lee. You're with us, Lee. You're with us. Don't worry. You're with us. <laughs> I, 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 I genuinely think we can go and get a point up there, at least. Because... Yeah, you're Irish. Just... Don't worry about it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, I'm, 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 I think because of the, this, no uh, crowds in the stadium, I think an away team are always up for it. It's the first game back, the Arteta factor, the Pep factor, uh, the aging Man City squad, the uh, agents hovering around trying to get rid of them and, and they want to go elsewhere for more money and so on. I think it's a good time time to be playing City. If we played them when this game was meant to be played back in uh, February and then again when it was meant to be played in March because of the League Cup final, I, I, yeah, we would have gotten spanked. Absolutely spanked. But on this occasion, on this time, I think we can go and 2-2 is easy and we could beat them. Uh, unlikely, but we could beat them. We'll go for a win uh, then. On listen, <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll go three two then. I, I, I don't mind three two to the Arsenal. Right, there we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Irish in him. Irish in front. There you go. Look, hey, I what can you say? <laughs> great great combo. Great combo. <laughs> um, we we. We mentioned, uh, um, Dan mentioned Party uh, and the talk about a swap deal with Party um, and Lacazette. From what I'm hearing, um, the Party deal, no matter what you read in the paper, has never been mentioned within the club. It is, yeah. it is totally not happening. Party surprise, is not happening. surprise, rumours. What? I'm not interested. <laughs> About, talk about rumours, Mike. Uh, one rumour that I am hearing that is uh, a replacement for Sir Chips Keswick, who had left the club uh, recently. Um, we're going to get another stand man. Um, we're going to get uh, a lawyer, the lawyer who brokered the deal for um, a stand to buy the majority shareholding and get his 63% uh, shares off uh, Arsenal uh, with Usmanov having the other 31% and blocked Usmanov every way he could uh, to stop us, uh, stop um, uh, him getting any further into the club. Um, a, a lawyer called Tim Lewis, who's worked mostly with with um, with Stan and KSE, is uh, apparently appointed on the board. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, another third that, that knows nothing about football coming into the Arsenal board. Nice one. 
Basically, yeah. I would have preferred if if you're going to do something like that, Stan and uh, Josh could have showed a nod to the Arsenal, a nod to the class of Arsenal. Have somebody like they, they were talking about O'Leary. They were talking about uh, lots of different. Raúl blocked um, that one. Raúl blocked it. Uh, with O'Leary, yeah. O'Leary, O'Leary was interviewed. Uh, O'Leary was interviewed recently as well in the paper. I read it uh, this morning, yesterday morning, and he was very, very complimentary of everything that Arteta is doing about the club and the training and everything else. Um, Tiago Silva. Tiago Silva, forty, uh, thirty-six years of age. Uh, He's been PSG. We've been linked with him. Would, is he would coming to coach our defenders, would... Fergus? Is he coming to help coach well, our defenders? <laughs> garbage. No, no, but would, would any of you entertain having the guy? No. Um, he would only, no, I, he'd, only, he'd only be coming for a big paycheck. I, I don't want another one of them. Do you? No. no. It's because look, he's, Brazi- he's Brazilian look, like I... David Luiz was and he's coming to the end <laughs> and he needs the club. That's all it is. And he's 35 going on 36. He's finished. We do not want another one of them to join. We've already got six defenders that can't defend. We don't want another slow coach. We need somebody who's going to be a rock at the back. If it's going to be someone to partner William Saliba, then like an upper Meccano, I'm excited. Tiago Silva does not excite me at all. It excites me even less than David Luiz did. And that didn't excite me at all. It does sound like an <laughs> Arsenal uh, transfer though at the minute, doesn't it? It does. Yep. It does. Um, fans, I was going to say it's really crazy and mad how we went and spent eight million quid on um, David Luiz last season. When I think, eight. did Palace get Gary Cahill for nothing? Yep. Yeah. Mm. Eight million, more like twenty-five, isn't it altogether? We all know the problems no, we... are upstairs, guys. Yeah, we all know this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah um, absolutely, man. We've been saying it. Me and you've been saying it. Yeah, for, yeah. forever, mate. But I'm <laughs> hoping and praying, Trev, that Mikel's gonna. Grab hold of it, yeah. I'm hoping and praying. That's what I'm hoping for. That, and it, it, mem, on, that's, mem, that's the only way out, son. It's the only yeah. way out, son, yeah. is that Arteta yeah. gets to say who he wants yeah. and then people upstairs go and get who he wants. Because yeah. the people they're up, the people they've been bringing in are, are dog's crap. Yeah, dog's absolutely. Crap, you know? if, we're, if, we're robbed. We get robbed. If they don't back you know? him, we will lose him because I think Lee's even mentioned. I, I, I don't think he'll be short of a few. Um, I don't think he'll be a short of takers uh, if, if if we don't back him properly. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. agree. I, I'm going to put my own Nick on the line here. Like you know, I think partly will be <laughs> an Arsenal player next season. Mm. I think it's, okay. it's, mm. we're, we're desperate for somebody like that now. If he's available. Which they are saying with a certain with a buyout clause, and if Arsenal are not going to prepare to go for that, then then for me it tells you all you need to know, and, and I think Arsenal will uh, will make a statement in this summer. We need a we well we need a forward really because I've only understood a bit. Lack of that. That's what we get. But like I'm, I'm sticking with my guns here. I think Arsenal will make a couple of really influential signings in the summer. Him being well, we one. could have made an influential one. Uh, that Timo Werner was only what forty-two and a half million. We could have made a Brilliant. statement there. Brilliant business. Brilliant. If it's going to happen, brilliant. What? Well, does that show that Damien's going to stay? Well, why? <laughs> well, uh, that's he's, what I'm he's not. He's, he's getting on a bit. You know what I mean? He's not exactly what he was. Well, we should have jumped all, all over that deal. Look yeah. at Chelsea. What they're doing. Right. They, 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 
three players, Chelsea, Brilliant. to really be a solid team. And they've gone and done it. Yeah. They're going to go and do it. We, we're saying where we, got the money from, but... We need three or four, just like Chelsea. We're in the same position, need three or four players. And we're not going to do it. Well, that tells you all you need to know about about the ambition of this club. Simple as that. It would tell with us the, all. With, with the ambition of the club, um, where do you think we'll finish this league then, uh, this season? This and, season? And, yeah. Six, I think, is the best we can hope for this time around. I, I, I think the but, top four is done and dusted. I think, like, you know, there's some, there's some good teams above us. You've got, unfortunately, with this lockdown... Them down the road of uh, strength, and they were they were they were falling like a lead balloon. They were, but now with this um, lockdown, they've got all their players back. So um, you know they're, they're they're in a in a, in a good position. Um, <coughs> that, that's a very good point. Chelsea have sold Hazard and, and Morata, and that that is a very very good point. And that's why Arsenal should sell uh, a Bamiang if they have if he and doesn't it, sign this contract to, it, to reinvest. What really Chelsea makes me laugh there is Morata got sold for sixty million. He was absolute pants. Exactly. Mm. And we can't get rid of Xhaka for mm. twenty. Right. So <clears> any <throat> advances? Any advances on six? Then um, Trev, we're going to win the league, aren't we? I'd love to see us get top four, Fergus. I'd, if we were to squeeze into the top four, we would have had a cracking run into the season. Yeah, so yeah, yeah my hopes, my hopes. I just, but having said that, from as I said earlier, from a fan that goes to games that loves traveling, a Europa League spot will do me, boys. Because, because being selfish, it means I've got some great trips coming up next season, you know, some great away go travels coming up. And, and, and so, from a selfish perspective, top eight, my heart of hearts says fifth or sixth. Hmm. I think um, we, if we, after this, fifth or sixth, I don't know, it's it's. Because of the break, because of everything we've discussed, um, uh, I, I, it's kind of like a, a sort of clean slate to a degree. Um, I, and with football, as we all know, yeah, opinions change so quickly in a matter of days, weeks, a couple of games, and we're going to have matches thick and fast, yeah? So I think it's hard to say. And if we get a bit of a roll on, who knows? Who knows? If they're going to get top four, Fergus, right, and I'm realistically, if we're going to get top four, right, we have got to go to Man City and win. Nothing, you know, like when well, the best that we predicted here. Go win every game. Go win every game, Lee, if you want. Yeah. No, no, you, you've gone three no, two. Well, so we've got to go up to Man City and we've got to go there and win. We've got to go to Tottenham and win. We've got to beat Liverpool at home. We've got to beat Leicester at home. We've got to go to Wolves and, Wolves and get a win. Tough, tough art. I think we can draw against Liverpool. Um, I think we can beat Tottenham 2-1. Um, I think, um, again, because of the home advantage is gone, uh, we're going to be up for the game. I, I think the advantage is the away team currently at the minute. Uh, you can see that's been demonstrated in the German Bundesliga that the home teams are only winning 13% of games. Uh, the away teams are winning more and, and, and there's less draws. It just, seem, it just seems to be working that way. Um, okay, that was after one or two weeks. I'm sure it will it will change. Um, I know on a WhatsApp group, uh, Dan thinks where we are is where we'll finish at the minute uh, in ninth. 
Is that right, Dan? No, I said I said eighth, actually. Um, I think we'll get ahead of Sheffield United and Everton, and that'll be it, unfortunately. I just I go through those games, Ferguson. I just look at it, and I think we might get a couple of points out of those, but I can't see us getting three points out of many of those. I've seen this team too many times, mate. If he was going to play some of the youngsters, I'd be a little bit more positive and think, do you know what? But he's not. He's going to play Chaka and Ozil and Kolasinac, and we're going to see these Mustafi at the back and Socrates and Luiz. So I think that when you're going to places like Liverpool and Tottenham and Wolves and even Southampton, I don't see us getting three points because I've seen this team let me down. I want to use this as a pre-season. Arteta gets a free ride whether we come fourth or 17th. And as far as I'm concerned, let's get into the summer and let's move on to next season and get rid of some of these clowns. I'm going to go for eighth. I think that Kane and Son being back are going to get Tottenham into sixth place. Wolves are too organised to come anywhere below seventh. And I think Man United will nick Chelsea to fourth. So that's my prediction. I wouldn't want to forget Mike because, you know, I don't want to move on when I ask him. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with Dan there, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm feeling exactly the same way. <clears throat> I, I think the best we can possibly hope for is fifth. But I think a lot of people are, are hanging their hat on fifth and thinking that we'll get Champions League by default because Man City are going to get this thing. But if we end up fifth, you can guarantee that Man City will get overturned and we'll end up in Europa League again. Uh, I agree, Europa League uh, and next season I intend on trying to do a couple of uh, European away games at least. Um, uh, so Europa League are fascinating back and beyond places. So from that pur- uh, purpose, it would be interesting. Um, but I'd rather... I'd um I'd rather be in the Champions League. Um, somebody put a comment in there behind closed doors football, uh, uh and about behind closed doors football. When Lee, we had a chat on the phone the other week, um, about uh when they're going to let us back into the stadium again, and what that would affect you and your season ticket. Whether you thought about, you know renewing or going back are you going to be done with it when when do you honestly think we'll be back in the stadium and if we're not allowed back into the stadium till they're talking about january next year how would that influence i'll ask the three that go regularly so because uh, i want to then do that question that we've done so um trev lee and um dan lee first um how do you think when do you think we'll be back in and how do you think it's going to affect what you do about Arsenal Football Club at the moment? Well, I'm going to be honest. If they're back in January, if, if the fans are allowed back in January, then the season starts in January. That's as far as I'm concerned. I get that they've got to finish this season with no fans and get it done for the for for the integrity of the league and everything that goes with it. You know, you can't be sort of saying to teams, oh, yeah, we think you're going to win this, or we give you a point and relegate them from that. So they're doing the right thing by going with, the fan, with no fans there. But come the beginning of the season, if there's, there's no fans in there, that's me done. Me done. There's no need, no need to start the next season without fans. You know, if they have to delay it, they have to delay it. I don't care about the European Championships in the summer and that. Let them do. If, if let them do that, <laughs> let them do that behind closed doors. Let's see if they do that behind. Closed doors. They heckers like. You know what I mean? Well, they won't do that. So why should they mess with my Premiership? You know what I mean? No, like if if, if we can't have fans going in at the beginning of the season, then you do not play. It's as simple as that. And, and also, Trev? you're going to get a lot of fans that are not going to want to go. I'm telling you that now. Like, that feel that the beginning they of next season planned for, guys. Do you, does anyone know when the beginning of next season's planned for? Is any dates penciled in yet? No, 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 no not, not really. Um, Trev. Yeah, I, Trev? 
I agree with Lee. I, I totally agree with Lee. But as I've said before, and I'll say it again, television runs football now. Yeah. Right? Television yeah. runs football. So we will see it. We will, so you know, we will see a season start. Sorry, Lee. It tells you everything, doesn't it, about what what who they care about, what, what they care about. Yeah, the fans don't matter. Don't don't, yeah. don't matter much anymore. So there will be a new season start, and and I think it will be behind closed doors. And I think we won't be until next year. I agree with everything you've said. It's mm. sad. You, you know my thoughts about football, uh, television, running football. I don't have to go over that again. Everyone's well aware of how angry it makes me. Um, I just can't wait to get back in the ground and watch a football match again. And, uh, you know, mm. if we have to wait till January, so be it. But it, as I said right at the start, football without fans, watching it on the telly doesn't excite me. I watch the Arsenal and I watch nothing else. That's it. Mm. You know. Dan, That's all I do anyway. Do you- <laughs> The ninety, uh, <laughs> the night, the ninety. Do you see us back in, in the stadium this year? Uh, will it influence what you do about your season ticket? And picking up on what Trev said, um, he says TV runs football, mm. but TV can see now the importance of the fans to create that atmosphere to create the game and the importance and, and we actually have an influence on the pitch. TV can see the importance of it and you know who else will see the importance of it and I hope it brings us closer to them is the footballers themselves. They will miss us massively at these games, 100%. You know, you speak to any ex-pro, you speak to anybody that plays football in front of fans, they will miss yeah. them when they're not there. 90 minutes of football is extremely important to me but it's not as important as the three hours before and the three hours after it with my mates and my family. And if I can't do that, then unfortunately... It ain't mm. football to me. This is pre-season, boys. I've tapped out. Let's see what we happens. I won't be frustrated if we lose 4-0 against Man City. I won't be overjoyed if we win 4-0 against Man City. I'll be frustrated that I can't be there to celebrate it. Okay. Right, I've pu- put a question to you guys at the start <coughs> of the podcast. We've all ran again, as always. Um, I blame men. Um, if you had to sell four players, uh, if Arted had to sell four players... Um, who would you sell and why? I'm going to do one player at a time uh, and just like one uh, name the player, the reason why. Mike, you go first, mate. Who would you sell first? Urzel. Why? Because it's a shit C word. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly said it. Oh, I, knew I was that close. Because <laughs> he's lazy, who would you he's get? awful, and uh, yeah. Who would you get rid of? Mate, uh, 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 who? Who are you asking? Um, Trev. A good mate, mate. Definitely Ozil. 100% Ozil. Because I think the day Ozil leaves the club is the start of a new dawn for Arsenal. There's a weight lifted and it's the start of a new era the day Ozil leaves the club. He's got to be first out for me. Them? What? First out? Uh, yeah. yeah. Jacker. Just um, don't rate him. I just don't rate the man. I don't like the way he carries. You don't go around telling people I'm a governor, I'm the leader. Yeah, that's bestowed upon you. And I just don't like the way he just. I just don't like the way he carries himself. And I don't rate him as a footballer. Lee, Torreira, Torreira. Why? Because uh, we can get good money for him. Yeah, and he doesn't want to be here either, does he? He's homesick now for yeah. Italy. Get good money for him and replace him with better. Mm. Dan 
This is interesting because do we go with who we want out of the club because they're poison or do we try and look at it like Lee has and look at it tactically and think, well, they're going anyway in 2021. Do we try and get some money and replace him? But I can't stand the guys so much that I'm going to go with the boys and go with Mesut Ozil because I want these four players out of the club ASAP. So Mesut Ozil for me because he's on a ridiculous amount of money, 18 million he's taken out of the club every single year to do the very bare minimum. And I don't want that attitude in this uh, future Arsenal team. So that would be Mesut Ozil for me, number one gone. Yeah, number one for me would be Shaka, Crystal Palace at home. Uh, you don't do that. You don't chuck no. the armband and this no. shirt. Uh, you don't disrespect the club in that way. Uh, ben has mentioned Kalasniak. Kalasniak's out of contract anyway, so uh, I, I'd pick somebody else, Ben, in the comments uh, than Kalasniak. Uh, number two, Mike. Let's go with number two. Mustafi. Mustafi. Definitely I, and I don't Mustafi. even need to say a reason. You don't need to say a reason because I know you'll use Mustafi. the word this time. Done. <laughs> <laughs> there, I've Lee, said it. Get, go to you for your second one, mate. Who, Lee? 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 Uh, uh, I, I have gone for my second one, Lacazette. Why? Good get money. For the same, get some good money into him. Chop, chop him over with partly. That's what I would do. <clears throat> Lacazette. Hmm. No. Can't hear you, mate. You're on mute, Trev. Should I turn my mic on? Should I turn the microphone on? Drop the mic, drop the mic. Uh, <laughs> I will, uh, I'll, I'll get rid of Callum Chambers because I think he's never going to be quite good enough on his surplus mm. to requirements. Mm. Okay. Dan? Uh, I'm with Scunny. Let's get rid of this bad smell, Squadron Mustafi. Although he's quite a good-looking chap. He looks a little bit like me, doesn't he? So I'd say he's a good-looking chap. But uh, no, he's got to go, mate. 100%. Squadron is gone. Don't take those glasses off, Lee. You can see perfectly with him, mate. <laughs> yeah, Ozil and Mustafi are my first two. Mem. Um, my second... Can you hear me? Yeah? Hello? Yeah, yeah. yeah my second is Ozil. Just... For an absolute piss, piss, piss waste of talent, in my opinion. Uh, I, again, I'd probably go. I'd probably go Ozil as well, simply because I don't think he puts enough effort in. I think he's an amazing, talented player, but he's not an Arsenal player, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if it's him <clears> or the player. <throat> him gone. Um, right, let's come back to Dan. Uh, who's player number three? Granite Chaka. I need athleticism in my midfield and Granite Checker needs to get the hell out of this football club. Even if it's for 20 million to Earth of Berlin, see you later, Granite Checker. That's my third one. Mike? Lacazette. I just... is is lazy. And I think, if we can get, like Lee said... I think if we can get, a, if we could have had a swap deal, if it was, if the rumours were true and the swap deal for party, I would have taken that all day long. But I just don't think, I just think he's a lazy striker. I just don't think he's good enough. He's not tenacious mm. enough in front of goal. He's, he's not worth it. Mem? Uh, Kolasinac. I know he's out of contract, but yeah, he can't get out of my club quick enough. It'd be great in a street fight, but not for me on my, not for me in my football club, no. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, my my third one on my list is Xhaka, and and for the reasons you boys have already said. Um, firstly, 
um, you don't do that with the captain's armbands at the Arsenal. The Arsenal. You don't throw the captain's armband on the floor under any circumstances. And secondly, he ain't as good as he thinks he is, Xhaka. No. And that's the biggest problem with footballers when they personally think they're mm. better than they are. And, uh, yeah, that's his problem. And uh, I don't hate him, but if I had to get rid of him, it, it wouldn't ruin my day. So off you trot. See you later, mate. My third one, my third one would be Slippy um, Mustafi. Spends more time on his arse than he does on his feet. Um, uh, <laughs> I thought he was going to be a great player to start off the first eight to ten games, but um, he's gone nowhere but downhill since. Um, right, right, Mike, come back to you for your final player. Oh, you ain't had no third one yet. I'll just check and see if you're listening. Go on in. Mustafi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that then? Hey? Why? Not Just not good enough. Like, no. We need to improve in that area. Um, and I would um, so Mustafi would be number three. Okay. Thanks for Why? letting me contribute. You're welcome. <laughs> Mike. Are you sure it's my turn? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I'm gonna say I was gonna say Xhaka, but after hearing Trev when he said Chambers, I'm gonna go Rob Holden for the same reason why he, why he said Chambers because mm. I just don't think he's good enough. I just think he's. Uh, I just I think he's ready to go. I just don't think he's he's gonna make it. One of them got to. One of them has probably got to. I I do agree. Lee, go on, give us your fourth one because I don't want to forget you again. That's all right. My fourth one is Granite Shaka. <laughs> For the same reasons. And the reason. Same as Mustafi. It's it, just that we need to upgrade. We need to upgrade and uh, we can get a little bit of money for him. And I just think that, you know, we need to upgrade. We need to upgrade it defensively and we need to uh, upgrade in the midfield and this would give us the funds as well to uh, to upgrade. So, as much as I'd be disappointed in not sitting next to me, I must admit, but at the end of the day, um, um, uh, I'll be gutted about that, but uh, it is um, granite for me. Sorry, granite. No, you're not. Uh, I hope you're not listening. Dad, Dad, who's your fourth one? I think it'd be easier to tell us what four we'd like to keep because get rid of the rest, mm. I think, at this rate. Um, <laughs> I will go with, I know you're saying he's out of contract, but so is Urza and Mustafi. I would get rid of Kebab Meathead because he is dog shit. I can't stand Kalasanac. He is dreadful. Terrible. This awful. player is awful, awful, awful <laughs> fullback. Can't cross, yeah. can't defend, can't do anything apart from be a doorman. Go be a doorman, please. Get out of my club. They're my four. Urzul, Chaka, Mustafi oh, and Kalasanac. <laughs> <laughs> Probably fourth get mistaken with Mustafi. <laughs> Trev, your fourth and final nominee. <clears throat> right, I'm going to put the cat amongst the fishes with me, fourth one. David Luiz. I don't want him there anymore. I think he's just come to rob a living at the last minute and mm. he's too inconsistent. He has some blinding games, but he has too many crap games. And he makes the odd mistake. And uh, I don't think David Luiz is where we want to start building what is our rubbish defence. You know, get, get him gone and uh, 
let's 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 start. Kalasinac, I hate to say it, but Kalasinac gone as well, you know. Uh, but Louise for me, Louise, get a couple of quick women off your trip. Um, you're probably, I was going to say Galas, but he's already gone, isn't he? Um, Jesus Christ, what year do you think I, this is? I'd like to get rid of him again, Dan. Uh, Mike, I really would. <laughs> um, have I missed like 10 years? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was only making a joke, mate. Um, <laughs> probably Mustafi, but I can't argue with David Luiz either. Uh, yeah, we've got too many of these on this list. Too many. I've got new ones out to the list, and you, a lot of you might. I don't know whether you agree with me. I'd get rid of Hector Bellerin. Yeah, you, don't, you can't stand him, though, uh, Fergus, can you? <laughs> no, listen, the guy has lost his pace since his last injury. He can't cross a ball. He can't cross himself in church. Uh, you know, he's 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 now substandard. Honestly, um, you could get some good money for him. I do like his passion. I do like his leadership qualities around the club. I think he is captain material, but I don't think he's good enough for Arsenal. So I would get rid of um get rid of Hector Bellerin. So there we go. We've got were, about three if you were to look at the four if you were to look at the four players that we could get some money for, if you were going to do this like, like that, Kalasanak you could probably get ten to fifteen million for. Bellerin you could get thirty probably thirty million for. I think Torreira you could get thirty five million for and Lacazette you could get fifty million for. If you were going to do that and you were going to actually want to make some money and allow these players in 2021 to go, I wouldn't be so disappointed by that. As long as these players go by 2021, I don't actually care if we're going to make some money out of those players, as long as they're replaced. If you're going to replace Torreira with Party, great. If you're going to replace the likes of Lacazette or, or Bellerin with players that are upgrades on them, great stuff. I'd be more disappointed if we sold Saka and Martinelli than I would Ozil and Shaka, put it that way. This is Arsenal we're talking well about. Well said, Danny Boy. Well said, Dan. Well <laughs> yeah, said, yeah. Dan. Listen, yeah. I just want to. I just want to say something here, Fergus. I've chosen four players because you made me choose four players. I hope them four players come out and prove us all wrong and and, and have a blinding end to the season. I can't well see said, it happening. And, and, and what young Dan just said, right? Is is exactly exactly right? Yeah. These older players have won us nothing over the last few years. Won us nothing. So we must have the youngsters because the youngsters are the future. The youngsters are the winners. So Dan's exactly right. Exactly right. Right. So we're going to finish fourth right. and win the FA Cup and we're away. <laughs> Boys, you have been great company again. And we've overran again. I don't know what, how I'm going the hour-long format as I tried to do but I think we've put just too much on this list but we, we got through everything uh, thank you everybody for your comments uh, enjoyed uh, seeing what you've been saying Mike thanks for being the hostess with the Moses in the background and operating um, all the the uh, questions and stuff freeing me up a bit of space uh, Mem Lee Dan Trev thank you for your company as well you have been watching Guns and Yellow Ribbons or even listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans or Arsenal fans. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, if you're on YouTube, remember, click the little bell and you get a reminder. If you're on our Facebook page, just like us and share us. Um, yeah, thanks very much. Only one last thing to say. Up the arse. Cheers. Up the arse. Cheers, boys. Enjoyed that. Cheers, Up guys. The you got Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons, and remember to rate and review us too.